Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. I hope you can tell that this sounds a little bit differently because I got a new podcast microphone. I'm super excited about this new microphone. It's a whole lot better. It'll make the podcast sound better. It'll make editing them a whole lot easier. So I'm super excited with some new tech for my podcast. But in today's episode, we're going to be talking all about the benefits of not driving a car. This is a bit of a passionate subject for me. I love public transit, so I wanted to share a little bit about how it can impact your wallet, both public transit and not driving a car. This is gonna be a really niche episode that I've been wanting to make for quite some time. We're gonna be talking about the benefits of not driving a car. I want to talk about public transit, biking, and the savings that comes from being without a car. Is it even possible? How can you live without a car? How much will it save you? Both in terms of money and in terms of stress. The money talking points for today's episode are how do I get around without a car and how does driving stress me out? With that in mind, let's get right into today's episode. You know, we don't talk about money enough. It's a topic that gets ignored for some reason, even though it plays a role in everyone's day-to-day life. Well, this issue is what brought Money Talk with Skylar Fleming to reality. I know you're probably busy and don't have time to research and learn about all the things that go into personal finance, but that's where this podcast, Money Talk, comes into play. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming, and I'm here to do the research and learn all the extra stuff about personal finance for you. The goal is to simply get us talking about money, so let's get talking. Let's dive right into today's episode. And guess what? I love public transit and biking. I haven't driven to work regularly in months. There's of course occasionally a day where I need to, but I regularly will bike and ride the train to work. And I only drive if other plans after work require it. If it's just going to work for a day, which is pretty much every single day, it's completely possible for me to just take public transit and bike. Often I will drive a much shorter distance to the local train station and then ride the train to the closest train station to work and then bike from the train station about a little over a mile to work, which is super easy. A bike ride of just over a mile is nothing. It takes me about seven to nine minutes to ride that bike ride. And honestly, I'm not tired or anything after it. If it's really hot during the summer, that's something to take into consideration, but I'll often wear lighter clothes and then change when I get to work. It's really honestly very easy, but I love public transit and biking and I've been wanting to make this episode for a while and I've been doing some research and analyzing some data around pricing and cost of what it costs to drive versus bike versus public transit and I wanted to cover all that today. So let's dive into this first about how this impacts you and impacts your wallet. So how does it impact your life, riding public transit and biking or really doing anything other than driving? Well, I'm far happier at work and far less stressed in general. Think about how stressful traffic can be. There's a saying that goes, if you hate traffic, you are traffic. Because honestly, I don't worry about traffic when it comes to my work commute. It's just not something that I ever have to deal with because I never go on the interstate. I never really go on main roads that are backed up during commute times. I never have to worry about that. I get to sit on a comfortable, warm train and enjoy a book, enjoy a podcast and sit there and watch the world go by. I get to enjoy the nice sunrise, watch the nice sunset from the comfort of the train. Often it's awesome. And it's really especially fun when I get to go past traffic as traffic is slowed down or stopped or 
And I can just imagine the stress that that causes everyone that's in traffic. So I get to enjoy my commute instead of be stressed out about it. Plus, there's a huge improvement in my exercise and just my physical ability from bike riding, even just this short distance from the train station to work. That little bit of a bike ride is really enough to keep me in good shape. I'm less tired in general. I have more energy. So that's great. Plus, let's not even talk about the cost savings of driving, vehicle maintenance, car maintenance, car payments, because you may not even need to have a car if public transit is an option near you. And that's one of the things we're going to get talking about as well is how having public transit as an option is key. That's that's all that it needs to be. We don't need to completely ban cars. Cars have their place, but public transit needs to be an option so people don't have to have a car if they don't want to. But I wanna talk a little bit more about the cost savings and how to implement this into your life next. So if it costs you about 12 to 15 cents per mile of gas, that can quickly add up. Just plug those numbers in. Plug about plug 15 cents per mile into your commute for the week. Calculate your distance one way to work, times that by two, and then times it by the cost per mile and figure out how much you're spending in gas. Now make sure you calculate in the cost of oil changes, the cost of time of driving in backed up traffic, and of course trains and everything can have delays. So don't take the delays and backups and things into too much consideration. But if your regular commute is backed up and takes longer, you need to take that into consideration if it's happening regularly. If there are unplanned for delays and those sort of things, those sort of things happen all the time for every mode of transportation. And hopefully they're not happening all the time, but they happen. But if your commute is regularly super busy, backed up and congested, then you need to consider that cost, the cost of stress, the cost of stress to your health. And then, of course, the cost to the environment of vehicle emissions and things like that. And just the wear and tear on the environment and on the roads and the cost to maintain all of that. But if public transit around you costs money, make sure to consider that. Also, I think it's a fair thing to consider the happiness and life side of the equations in this consideration because it's gonna help you lean in the direction of public transit. When you consider less stress, you're happier, you can enjoy a good book if you have a long train ride. Life is just so much better not driving. Like not being in a car is great. You have just way more opportunity to be connected to the environment, to the community, and it's just more fun. I think about it often when school starts back up and I see kids out riding their bikes to school. And I've had so many uh, kids just say hi to me while I'm biking on the street. They'll say hello. People will wave. People out walking their dogs will wave. These are things that don't happen when you're racing by at 35, 40 miles an hour in a car. You don't get these same social and community connections that you can when you're biking or using public transit. I've had many good conversations with people on the train that are just things that don't happen when you're isolated and stuck in a car. So I want to talk about the actual cost savings next. I did a little bit of research on this today, so I'm excited to share these numbers with you. Let's dive into the numbers next. All right, let's talk about some actual numbers here. So this is taking into consideration my wife's 2001 Toyota Corolla and its gas mileage because that's what I drive to the train station. And to, if I were to drive to work, we have a nicer car that I would drive that gets slightly better gas mileage. But ultimately, it doesn't make a huge change in the numbers of how much this costs. So let's say, let's go over these numbers real quick. So if the cost per mile on your vehicle 
is 19 cents per mile. You're paying 19 cents in gas per mile. And obviously as gas prices go up and down, that number goes up and down just slightly. But let's also consider the fact if you had to pay a fare. So here in Utah, UTA's front runner fare for my distance is $3.70. And that gets you on the front runner, but then also will extend you to the bus and everything. Which there's three scenarios in this calculation. There's riding the bus to the train station, the train to work, biking from the train station to work, and then biking back, riding the train, and then biking all the way home. So I'm not taking a bus that final lake home because it's warmer in the afternoon and it's a nice and decent good bike ride from the train station home. So total travel time, this is over a 20 work, over 20 working days. So a typical month, 20 working days. The total travel time for this route for me is 43 hours and 20 minutes. And the total cost, if I had to pay for the transit fare, which I'm fortunate enough to still have a student pass and be able to get on transit for free, so I don't have to pay for that. But $148 even, if I'm just using the train and the bus and the bike. And yeah, that's, that's where that one's at. So just public transit and biking is $148 driving to the train station and then biking and then driving home after I ride the train home is 36 hours and 40 minutes of travel time. And then the cost is $182.20. And then if you're looking at just driving, the total cost is $176.32. And then the total travel time is 18 hours and 20 minutes. So this comes in, honestly, the just driving is cheaper in this scenario, if I'm doing my math right, than driving train and biking. Something to consider. It's not much cheaper, so this is where I say you can add in happiness levels, stress levels. And one thing that I also want you to consider is you can work on the train. Trains have Wi-Fi. Buses might even have Wi-Fi if you're taking a long route. That's something to consider as well, because you might be able to leave work a little earlier to catch an earlier train and then you're away from home for less time because you can work on the train and take care of things on the train which is super nice and something that I do and something that I'm able to take advantage of but if you're lucky to be in a situation where maybe your work pays for your train fare or your school pays for your train fare these numbers are just way different if you don't have to pay for the train fare or public transit fare the option to just ride the bus train and bike is zero dollars great love that for the driving to the train station, then biking, and then driving home after the train, it's about $35 to do that. The option of driving is still $176.32. So if you can get some way to get a reduced fare, have your work pay for your fare, or have a free fare as a student to a with a local transit agency, public transit is the answer. And I know the travel times are about double for the train and driving one instead of just driving. But like I said, factor in happiness levels, factor in the ability to do things on the train, to enjoy your commute, to be more involved in the community. And this is where I want to add in the part about how public transit just needs to be an option for people. Because if people have the option to take public transit and they're not required to drive, whether it's driving because it's far away from public transit access or because the train doesn't come often enough because frequencies are low, just having the option for public transit gets so many people off the roads, which helps save the environment with air pollution and everything like that that happens in the winter, especially here in Utah. So I hope these numbers helped maybe enlighten you a little bit about the costs of public transit and how it can be beneficial for your wallet and extremely beneficial for your happiness. 
So let's wrap up today with some questions and an online research article that I want to talk about and e-bikes. So one thing that I want to add really quickly here is that a recent Stanford research study called the cargo bike the happiest mode of transportation because cargo bikes are awesome. You can travel with kids in them. You can travel with groceries in them. You can haul things with them. And then if you add electricity to them, they're super nice because honestly, electric bikes take the like sweat and pain that can come with biking, especially up hills, makes it a whole lot easier. But let's go over the money talking points real quick. The first one, how can you live without a car? Well, it takes some intentional preparation and planning, just like living with a car does. You have to think about it regardless. Unfortunately, we're so car focused that it's, it is easier to plan and live with a car. But if you just take some time to plan and prep for your public transit commute, it's totally possible. You, you may have to be willing to ask for rides from people if you do need them, especially if you don't have a car at all. But you can become really good at biking, which I think is a ton of fun. And you're gonna honestly begin to realize how much cars suck and how much cars dominate our communities. And it's unfortunate, but I won't get into my whole rant about this on this podcast. But like I said, you start to realize that there just needs to be more options for people. And if we're all focused on only car driving, it destroys the local economies, it destroys the air. There's a whole lot I would love to get into. If someone is more interested, I'd be happy to chat about it. So please email me, my email's in the show notes. But what about the weather? What if you don't have a car? What if you have to travel to work and it's snowing? Snowing and biking is way more fun than snowing and raining, snowing and cold, or snowing and hot. Like, I love biking in the snow. And honestly, you become more aware of the weather when storms are coming, but also you learn not to care. When you're out in the environment more, you realize it's not a big deal. People are complaining how cold it is and everything, and it's not that bad. It's very cold to people because they're always in warm areas. So anytime you're outside, it seems super cold. But I, I like to bike in the snow more than I like to bike in like a normal winter morning. I would much rather it snow. It's super fun and it's super enjoyable. It's nice and calm and quiet. And it's much cheaper to layer up and to just put on a few layers of clothes than it is to drive a car. So next, let's talk about e-bikes and wrap up today's episode. So e-bikes are amazing and should be a big focal point of transportation for everybody going forward because they're what makes up what's called the last mile problem which is where you have to get off a bus stop and walk one or two miles to get home. If you have an e-bike, you're easily able to make that dash in a very short amount of time and you don't have to own a car. I don't own an e-bike and I'm fortunate enough to live close enough to public transit that I could honestly get away without owning a car. It would be totally possible for me with a regular bike and an e-bike would just make that all the more easier. You can get anywhere nearby in a very reasonable amount of time with an e-bike. Think about how many of your drives are very short and replace it with an e-bike and you're gonna have way more fun. And they're, like I said, they're just way more fun. Those short trips are the best for an e-bike. And like I said, cargo bikes are the happiest mode of transportation. So you add electricity to it and you get even happier. So consider, I would say in this episode, I, I love biking and public transit. I encourage it to everybody. My suggestion would be try to not drive for a week and see how it goes, or at least take the time to figure out what your commute looks like without a car and do some of the cost savings. I would be happy to help calculate it for you and to look at some of the different cost metrics and how much it would cost with fare and things like that. I'd be happy to help sit down and go through it with you. 
And then my challenge, like I said, would be to try to not drive for a week and just look at what's possible and see if there's a way to commute to work without driving. Because the likelihood is you're taking the same traffic route every single day, the same route all the time, and there's probably a public transit route that serves your needs. But I'm willing to bet that you would be able to save money and enjoy life more if you focus on not driving and look around for other modes of transportation. Please email me if you want help evaluating your public transit situation. If you don't have any good transit nearby, reach out as well and I would love help connect you with the resources that I know of to begin to make this change in your neighborhood. If this wasn't a financial focused podcast, I would talk about this way more, but this episode can still have a large impact on your wallet and finances. So thank you for listening to Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming, so go ride a bus and have a great week. for listening to Money Talk. The Money Talk show is provided for informational and entertainment purposes and should not be used for personal or specific financial advice. Every situation is unique and different. Please make sure to do your own research for your personal financial situation.